0: Today's episode of The Ninth Story is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash story. Over 1,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Hello. Let's go for a ride. (coughs) Here
1: we are. Ninth
0: story. Hello, welcome to the ninth story. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, lived a giant. A mouse, and
1: two chimps on a davenport. port. One day, the first chimp said to the other, We should
2: miss people. Bok, bok, bok. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be with you again, Daniel. You've been uh, minding the store for... Yeah. A lot of time here. I've been off, you know, off. Circla- circling the globe. Exactly. Well, not necessarily circling it, but yeah, back and forth to what Denver. Yeah, parts unknown. Let's say mile high. I'm, yeah, Rocky I, Mountain I, high. I I I I seen it rain and fire in the sky. Right. <laughs> I was Rocky Mountain high there for a while. That's right. Uh, yeah, it was there. I was in I was there. I was in Maryland there for a bit. I was in Maryland for a bit. No, not not in Maryland. No. I was in. Oh, I was in, the in state Maryland. Of, yes, the, in the state, state of, of Maryland. I was. I was in the state of Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been traveling a bit. Been Better traveling. Than the state of discontent. Yes, exactly. The, thus, being the winter of our discontent.
0: Yes. Yeah. So while you were
2: gone, while uh, I was gone, you um you did a lot of stuff.
0: I did. I uh, sat down with uh,
2: Miss Melanie Frederick. Yes. Who we remember from our former employer. We do. Melanie's funny. She she's. Is funny. She's been. Um, Although, you know, and I say this all due respect, Melanie's been whoring around a little bit. Yeah, you know, Spending some time. She'd agree
0: with you, I'm sure. Spending
2: some time at the Night Story, spending a little time over Red Horse. She's a party girl. She is. She gets around. The she girl does. gets around. She likes to hang with the dirty boys, as, That's she, a,
0: as she said on my show.
2: Is that right? Yeah, is that I, right? You remember the interview I, I did. I, with I must on, have missed that. She she said. The if, dirty boys. Well, I I, told, I With I, the down boys. Like the warrant. Well, <laughs> she, she mentioned to go, that. Does she, she like to go where the down boys go?
0: She mentioned that she had some negative feedback when she was going to go on the Caveman Mafia. Really? And they said, no, no, no. You can't have a girl on your show. Oh, the, yeah. Okay. And she said, "What? Well, I'm cool. And yeah. So, well, I think maybe people were just worried about you because they can be a little dirty over there. Okay. And she said, hey, if she can't hang with dirty boys.
2: All right. She well right, hang it All, all right. All right.
0: So that's why, you know, we had to do the show that we did.
2: Well, yeah. So so this is a good segue, maybe. But okay. Completely unbeknownst to you. Um so the the caveman mafia guys tell Melanie they get a little dirty, right? Yeah. Um, and every now and then, you and I, we we've worked blue a little bit on this show. We, we we've gone through our blue periods, right? We we do, and we don't we don't hit we're adults, th- right? Right. And the show and, is for adults, and the show's for adults, and we don't we don't hit people over the head with it. Um, but you know, there's a certain word, and I, I would like to talk with you about this. Okay. There's a there's a word. Um, and I'm sure you know the word. And I'm okay. sure anybody, I'm sure anybody listening to it right now, no, it's the one that starts with C. In Britain, that's not such a big deal, though. Well, I, if you're well, English, absolutely. Hello, if, if
0: you put on a British accent and you say "cunt," it's not a big deal. That's
2: right. That's right. It's it not. loses all its harshness. R- right, but it's still, it's it's that word that. Um, see, I've always had a tough time with that word. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you're right because the British say it all the time, and I actually think the first time but I they think, don't want to say bloody that's worse right i think the first time i heard it was ozzy Osbourne actually referring to um gary moore who was the guitar player and he called him oh, he's an ugly nasty he called him an ugly nasty c word right um and i'm like whoa okay that's 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 pretty vile so so anyway um <clears throat> that word can you know and and as a as a writer as a as a performer or as anybody you know a, a stand up comedian that's where i'm going to go with this story you know it's one of those words i don't i don't use it i've used it occasionally um, but i use it in the same way that you're supposed to use F words and anything that's an expletive you're supposed to use it to make a point right and generally if you're somebody who doesn't curse or you don't do this or you use it infrequently as a a writer a singer an actor or whatever um, performer I'll just use performer um when you let words like that slip, and it's not something that's in your your nature, it generally does catch people's attention. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so so that's a word I, I I seldom use that, but when I do, it's like underlined like six times, and you <laughs> get it because people hear me. Anyway, so <clears throat> on on a business trip, I was um, and I, and I I won't use any of the names of the people who were with me, um, because we can change the names. Right, we can we can stuff. change the names. So so. Um, Let's call them Gary and Harry. We're driving. There you go. You're right, Gary and Harry. Um, and Gary, for the purpose of this discussion, is a woman. Okay. Um, we'll call her Jerry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, Jerry with the G. Um, we 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 had spent a day in the car, uh, me and two of my coworkers, um, driving to um, Prince George County, Maryland, just outside of Washington D.C. Okay. So that's like a you know five hours down in the morning, five hours back at night. So it was a long day. So you know it, part of my conditions as we were getting ready to go on this trip was I'm driving. I will stop to let you guys pee if you guys get hungry. I'll stop. I'll stop as many times as you want. But I'm driving and I control the radio, particularly if we have serious XM okay. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so after like a heavy dose that that particular day, I was I was in my we're gonna listen to the like the '80s channel. Like the whole nice. way down, and that that pissed a lot of them, or the, both of them. Not a lot of them pissed them off.
0: It pe- pissed off Jerry and Harry. Right,
2: Harry and Jerry were both a little like. After a while, they're like, "Oh, for crying out loud! Uh, I how much Taylor Dane can we hear? <laughs> um, how much? How many songs did Expose have?" <laughs> You know, that type of thing. How 42. many? 42. How many outfield songs are there that sound exactly 42. right? <laughs> and so that was the whole trip down. And then on the way back, I was listening to like Classic Rewind. And then it became a matter of like, how many songs from Foreigner are we going to hear in an hour? Which I love Foreigner. Anyway. Yeah. So once we got back into Pennsylvania, you know, uh, we were this side of Breezewood coming back to Pittsburgh. Um, I flip it over to Raw Dog Comedy. Nice. Right. So, so, and I'm like, raw dog. Raw dog. Right. I'm like, it's, I know what raw dog is. It's, it's uncensored, but it's usually uncensored like, you're gonna get the occasional F word, and you're gonna—it's stand-up comedy. Right. It's not gonna be anybody who's working incredibly blue. Okay. And it's like got Lenny like Bruce. Right. 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 But even then, it may be like you'd be like just F bombs yeah. all over the place. So, but it was like you know we're listening to, it and we're probably 45 minutes, an hour into it. Never, you know, the, the three of us are like, hey, this is a nice diversion. It's, we're not listening to you know foreigner tunes any longer, and you know no more stick songs coming on. Um, <laughs> no more Oreo speedwagon. Um, and it was like Ray Romano had a bit on there you know like 10 minutes of Ray Romano a little bit of Chris Rock that was you know not bad for Chris Rock what the
1: hell's going on
2: an old Richard Pryor bit that was funny Louis Black you know all this you know good stuff then Gilbert Gottfried comes on (laughs) a Gilbert Gottfried bit and you know Gilbert and this is the thing that Go and do it. Can you do it? I, I could. I've got a bit of a sore throat, but I will. I will because I told this story to only one other person before because it's 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 not a it's not a good story <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. You squint your it's eyes. It's embarrassing. Um, Pretend you're a duck. So so or a But before tip. I go into, I mean, if anybody listening knows Gilbert Gottfried, part of the charm of Gilbert Gottfried is that he will kill a joke. I mean, that's that that's his stick. yes. He beats it to death. He just beats it to death. Yes. Um, and that's always been the thing. It's distasteful. It's his, Most it's his of, gimmick. His gimmick is, I'm going to beat it to death. Or um, do a Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. Have you ever or, heard him do Jerry Seinfeld? He's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does do a good Seinfeld. So <clears throat> so we're listening to it. And, and in typical Godfrey fashion, it's not really going anywhere. The bit's not going anywhere. And it's kind of like, then all of a sudden, he's like, so my girlfriend says,
1: stick your finger up, my.
2: That's it. I mean, he drops that in there. <laughs> I'm horrified because it's me, Jerry and and Harry, Jerry and Harry. And all the I mean, we're like having like chit chat Mm -hmm. through the whole thing. And then all of a sudden he drops the word. And Jerry's reaction was didn't say anything. But it was like, you know, you know, what I mean, it's like it's that moment where everything except for. Gilbert Gottfried, who just keeps Keeps the bit going. (laughs) And like every 30 seconds, he's like,
1: stick your finger
2: up my... And I'm like, I'm squirming. (laughs) Do I change the channel? Right. And that's what I was doing. And all that stuff is going through my mind. Like, what do I do? How long is this bit going to go on? It seems like it's going on forever. Then he takes that bit into this whole thing, like, where he starts talking about Marcel Marceau and like taking acting classes or taking mime classes and the whole, don't you want to teach me the rope trick? No, monsieur. I want you to stick your finger. And he just keeps dropping back into that. He says it. I'm not kidding. Probably 10 times. <laughs> I'm getting more and more uncomfortable. I'm sinking into my seat. I'm driving faster, but I'm still, you know, well, sweat I'm coming down. 150 your back. miles. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Then you all of a sudden, he drops in the finger.
1: stick your whole
2: hand in my. And as soon as he did that, I hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said I'm anything. changing the channel. And as soon as I hit the button, Jerry said, You know, I'm so glad you changed. I'm, you know, I don't have a problem with. But that word just bothers me. Most women aren't real fond of it. They're not. And and most women can probably let it slip past once or twice. <laughs> but after a good, you know, probably in the bit was probably only four minutes long, but it seemed like it was 45 minutes of him just dropping the C word in there. And again, I get it. That's Godfrey's shtick. He's, um,
0: he's trying to make you feel uncomfortable. That's the joke. That's
2: exactly right. And that's the joke. That's right. And and you
0: know what? Mission accomplished, Gilbert. <laughs> You got me. Because if it was just you in the car by yourself, exactly. it wouldn't be as funny. I, and
2: I, it, That's exactly right. And if it was just me in the car, I don't think I even would pay paid attention to it. I wouldn't have changed the channel. Right. I wouldn't be laughing because the bit's not funny. No. The joke is he making uncomfortable. people uncomfortable. That's right. And that's the whole bit. Like I mentioned, there's me and two other people. And the other person is a guy. Harry is a guy. Yeah. Jerry is a is a, is a woman. We, we which dro- one of them had the toque? We dropped Jerry. Uh, Harry. <laughs> we dropped Jerry off at a McDonald's to pick her car up to go home. As soon as the door was From shut, car and, and Harry stepped. We busted out. We're like holy fuck!
1: <laughs> Stick your finger in my.
2: And that's what I did as soon as he... And it was just that whole, like, the, the release of, yes. like, can you believe that? that was, And he's laughing. He's like, I was trying so hard. I wasn't laughing at Gilbert Gottfried. I was laughing at how uncomfortable I could tell you were. <laughs> Because he's like, if you could have opened up the driver's door and jumped out on the, you know, on the turnpike, you would have. He was busted. He just laughed his just ass off. Just let the car go. Right. And then the next morning, you know, we, we worked together. So I talked with him on the phone. As soon as he picked up the phone, I was like,
1: stick your finger in my <laughs>
2: That's anyway, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what you're describing
0: is the same thing that happens, like the first time you're watching a movie that has boobs on it. Right. Your
2: parents are in the same room. Right. You're like. Uh, right, do I do. You know what? So that's 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 a great point, yeah. Because I remember. Are you familiar with it? You know, Animal House. Everybody's yeah. seen Animal oh, yeah, House. Oh yeah, yeah. So so you know, in Animal House, when Belushi's on the ladder, yes, and he's looking in the window of um. Oh, I think it's. I don't know if it's Babs. I think it's Babs. I think it is Babs. Yeah, and she's undressing. Yes. Um, I was watching that with my parents the first time Animal House was on HBO way back there this would be like 1979 or something i think animal house came out in 78 i think so it was probably 79. and so i was like 11. and my mother was sitting there we were with my grandparents we didn't have hbo my grandparents did and we we're watching it so <laughs> the whole family's yeah, there absolutely it's fantastic <laughs> it was like watching raging nanny, and poppy are there I, I watched raging bull with my grandmother <laughs> um that's a good one to watch as yeah. she drops the f-bomb about 600 times in the first <laughs> minute anyway So she's undressing herself, and, you know, she takes off her bra. My mom's like, you could tell there was just, like, this moment of discomfort. Like, she's okay with me watching it. Or, I mean, I guess as okay as a parent could be sitting there with her 11-year-old son watching boobs. Um, (laughs) But then as soon as she starts to go down to the nether regions and look like she's going to take off her panties, Uh then my mom says to me, okay, you need to turn your head. Uh Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It sent me a message at a very young age. Now, little did I didn't know until years later when I could find when I finally saw it on dirty. the censor that that she never actually goes any further. You right. Know, the ladder tips over as soon as she as soon as she starts to go south, as they say. <laughs> um, but anyway.
0: And he goes down.
2: And he goes down. That's right. She goes down and, and he goes you, down.
0: You think that's an artistic statement? I think that I she think starts so. to pull the panties down I and do. he goes I, down.
2: Those guys were I think I I I, I thought it was um that was a metaphor for many things, yeah. um, I just because he makes the sound, like when he hits the ground, I thought, like, you know, he prematurely
0: he had arrived. <laughs>
2: he had arrived <laughs> right. I'm arriving. He, I'm arriving. He came around he you came know around, yeah, that uh, I thought there was something, you know, there was there was symbolism in the ladder falling, collapsing. Yes. it uh, went down, heaving to the ground,
0: <laughs> so yeah. so we had, uh, I don't know how we how we we always go like,
2: I started telling the story. Yeah. I mean, you you, t- you said something and that reminded me of the story. It was actually, we started talking about Melanie hanging around dirty boys.
0: That's exactly. That's right. Yeah.
2: She's not a dirty girl.
0: She just hangs around with dirty boys. She hangs
2: around with dirty she white boys. She can handle
0: hanging around. D- with
2: dirty dirty boys. Right Boys is a foreigner song, which I'm pretty sure I heard at some point during my trip to America. During your trip to the That's with right. Right Harry, before Gilbert Jerry Godfrey, and Harry. Harry and Jerry. Yeah. I think that might have been the impetus for us to change the channel to Gilbert Gottfried's uh, comic review. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stick your finger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's whenever he was hosting Up All Night. Yes, and I always hated Gilbert Gottfried whenever I was younger.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, not I, a, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his either. I'm not a
0: big fan. I mean, I, I as <laughs> I got older, I started to get what he get was it. trying to that's do. Right. So that makes a difference. Right.
2: But I can remember, although you remember when he was in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane with Andrew Dice Clay. I can't believe he, you know, the Academy overlooked his work. No, I,
0: yeah, that's he that's definitely should have
2: had a Best Supporting Actor nomination. <laughs> anyway, go ahead.
0: When he was hosting that show there's a
2: cut to commercial. Was that a USA show? Yes. Or it was USA. Wasn't it? Yes. USA up all night and they would yep. play bad movies and he'd host it.
0: He had this thing where he can't, he comes back from commercial and he like turns to the camera and he's talking. And then he's like, and then they cut back to the movie. And as the, as he, as he turns and they start to cut back to the movie, the camera pans out and he's got a woman's legs in his hands and his head goes forward. And I'm like, I like him now.
2: <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I know. I know. Who that, knew?
0: Well, yeah, because that was pre. Dick your finger. It yeah. was. Pre, it was pre that dirty period. I got gotcha. you. Because gotcha. whenever he was just annoying in the beginning, not that he didn't continue to be annoying, but I was going to say, when did that? His stick was shtick. just the annoying it was fresh. Thing. There was, it was no There was no extra dirt involved. Right. So then I had Nelson W. Piles on. Yes, we did an interview.
2: <clears throat> talked about his book demon stalls and milkshakes yeah that was good that was great that was very insightful um good stuff there you 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 know one of the things you guys talked about which i thought was kind of interesting was how you both talked about how when you write a story and this is a problem that i have with storytelling probably why i can't get anything done you guys <laughs> one of the things that i always heard about storytelling dan was like if you're going to write a book you write the ending first and work backwards and fill things in and you guys both came from that area where it's like no I don't want to know how it ends. Exactly. Which I think is awesome. And I think that synapse in my brain doesn't fire or it misfires because I well, think everybody has book-
0: their own style.
2: Right. And I mean, there
0: are authors that do write the ending first, especially if you're writing a mystery. I hear that that's pretty much the way you have to do
2: it. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie? There was a movie a couple years ago. Jeff Daniels is in it. You know, the kid that was on Third Rock from the Sun. He was Robin in oh, uh, yeah, Dark yeah. Knight Rises. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's a Don John. Good actor. And it's that movie where. He was a young hockey player but then he's in a car accident and I, I can never remember what the name of the damn movie is. He has like amnesia and whatnot and can't remember his life, so Jeff Daniels is his buddy and he gives him that thing like, Well, you do it like a, a book or you do you do it like a movie, you write the ending first and work backwards. You know, so and I thought that, like, well, this is the guy who wrote the. That's the screenwriter. Yeah, that's probably the way he writes. Right, exactly. That's that. That that was the way I looked at it, and and that was really the first time I ever heard anybody in popular culture utter storytelling in that way. Because that was always the way I worked. It was like I don't know how I want this story to end, Mm -hmm. and I and and I still do that. I want to know where my characters are going to end up, and I think that you know, after hearing you and Nelson talk about that maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe that's how you, you don't know where your story, and that's part of the fun it's of it. It's just like I life. You right, just I go that, along for the ride. That's right,
0: that's right. Um, sometimes you do know how you think it's going to, Nelson said that was his plan initially. This is what's going to happen, and
2: that didn't work. Yeah, so that's the thing about writing that always intrigued me, whether it's a standalone work. Follow me on this one. I like the concept that you and Nelson talked about. I get in the grand scheme of things, if you're writing, An episode of Dexter Mm -hmm. or it could be the West Wing whatever the Mm X-Files where the characters are the story Mm -hmm. they drive the story so it doesn't so and and, and it's not just one guy writing you have a writing team this episode was written by Dan Foydick and next week's episode is written by Craig Weber that's where it becomes that act of you don't know where the story ends it's all just this continuing story arc and you get to work with these characters in the context of that environment but I would always think like with a book, and that's kind of where I come from, because obviously I don't write for a television show, yeah. And I don't have like other people like rolling into the basement writing chapters with me, yeah. Well, I gotta know this is my whole thing. I gotta have a beginning, a middle, an end, and blah blah blah. So I thought that was very intriguing. So do you outline though? I mean, do you have a g- <laughs> grand idea? Like, okay, I don't. I have some idea where this is going, and then I might use a couple of chapters to backfill. I don't know.
0: What I've been doing is writing kind of freeform Mm -hmm. and seeing where it leads me, and then I'll go back and outline afterwards and figure out whether I'm staying consistent and I'm staying true to the story. Nothing is more fun as a writer than having a character do and say something you weren't expecting them to do and say. Whenever I'm really in the zone and I'm writing, it's fun because sometimes I have an idea of where things are going and then a character says something that it's weird because it's me that's writing, it. right? But I truly believe it comes from someplace else. No, it I'm with to. you. I, I agree with you 100 on that. It's either coming from some ether region out there that we don't understand yet, or it's coming from my subconscious or somewhere. Yeah. But it's I'll type something and I'll be like, "Holy shit, that's I didn't expect that to be said." No, uh, I, and, or a scene that I have in my mind is right. just com- it comes out completely different. Some of my favorite characters that I've written started out as backfill. And then they had a line and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I need to
2: write more of this character. You're onto something there. And I read this years ago. I wish I had a copy of the book, but it was something that a friend of mine had given to me. And it was about writing. And they kind of talk about that. And I've never been disciplined enough in my own writing to actually get to that point. But that's really what they say. It's like you have to write and write and write and write because writing is a creative process in the way your brain works. It's like any creative thing. After an hour or so... Uh The creative side of your brain takes over. Yes. And the shit that you wrote in that first hour that was all very logical, very linear, very uncreative Uh goes away in that second, third, fourth, fifth hour of writing. And the more you can do that the better your writing gets. And that was really what the gist of that book was. It's that I think Just Shut Up and Write might actually be the name of the book now that I say that. And I got to go back and look. And this was like the late 90s that I read. It was right around the time I read Good Omens, actually. It was referred to me by the same person. It's physiological that that part of your brain that is creative that controls that impulse, like you just said. Yeah. I would have never said that. My character would have never said that. Well, in your logical state, you don't envision your character saying that. But once the creative side of you takes over... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very possible that that happens.
0: The other thing I've heard is that you should write naked. (laughs) <laughs> because it lowers your inhibition psychologically. Up. Seriously? Is that true? I, I do it all the time. No, no, I, I, no okay. I'm not going to tell you
2: whether or not I've tried no, it. No, no, no. Because, you know, you guys, um, w- during the <laughs> interview with Nelson Piles, you, you guys talked about that. So that's, that's a good point. I've I, You know, I've never talked about that. Do you have any things that rituals? you do? Rituals? Yeah.
0: Like running myself a bubble bath?
2: No. <laughs> Speaking moves. of which, I completely forgot about the fact our good friend Gary Busey <laughs> is in... Um, uh, hey, uh hi, Mitch. <laughs> uh, he's in Boy, the he lost highway, I, the, he, the, yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> he doesn't have much dialogue in there, though. No. He's, um, he's uh, hey, he's uh, that's probably why he has
2: no dialogue. David Lynch is, but Gary Busey is Balthazar Getty's father in that, and I completely forgot about that. Does I he mean, have any dialogue in that movie? At yeah, all? it's a whole lot of him coming to the door looking worried. Uh, but it's like he always a, looks worried. He utters a couple of rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you know hey, stuff like that. Where are you? hey where's uh, <laughs> hey where's Belfastar? <laughs> hey hey uh, right. Oh. Yeah, seriously, though, I would have loved Pussy. to have been Gary Busey's agent explaining the script to him. You know what I mean? Because at some point, you got to understand. Makes total like, sense. To you know me. What I mean?
1: Probably did. It it's probably. probably like, it's like, that's the like, way well, like my life is every right. day.
2: When, when somebody drops David Lynch's script uh, on his table, and Gary Busey reads, and he's like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> Finally,
1: somebody got somebody it. Somebody understands right. me. This is my life. Are you spying on me,
0: David Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in my brain?
1: Uh, pussy. I just That's fine.
0: <laughs> Put some pussy on it.
2: You uh, know what this movie needs? It's
0: a little more pussy.
2: <laughs> there's enough in that one. <laughs> there,
0: there is. Quite a bit.
2: There's a lot. It's uh, probably
0: Gary's influence. Yeah. You know, I'll do
2: the movie for you, but you got to have some pussy in it. What? It's a lot of Patricia Arquette in there. Which, I mean, she's batshit crazy, too. <laughs> Who's at the door? <laughs> Malthus Argetti, or is it Bill Pullman? I don't know. We don't know. That's Bill the, Paxton. Bill Paxton. See, I always, I see. I thought that would have been funnier. Yeah. If instead of it being Bill Pullman that turns into Malthus Argetti, it would have been Bill Pullman that turned into Bill Paxton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which that truly which, which would be Bill have been. Paxton. Bill Paxton <laughs> from Twister. Bill Paxton from well, it's True Chet. Lies.
2: No, Chet from, Chet Weird, from Science. Weird Science. Right, That's what right. I was it's trying solid. to think of
0: at first. Where he turns into a piece of shit right, at the right. end. Right. It's got to be Chet. I'm sorry, Wyatt. I'm sorry for being such a <laughs> shit to you all these years. Yeah, it's got to be Chet. Or the True Lies one would have been. You know what the weirdest line in that entire movie is? <laughs> Which one? You got an ass like an eight year old boy or <laughs> ten year old boy or whatever.
2: I it think it he, is says he says ten year old boy. What
0: the fuck does that mean? I don't know. It's, but, but you're
2: right. That is. That's disturbing. It's funny that you say that because.
0: Watch that every time I watch it, I'm like, what the f who it's the hell wrote that line? And why would Bill Paxton just be like, Okay, I'll say that? Right. As an actor, I would be like Fuck no! I'm not saying. You know, that.
2: There's a lot of things wrong with that
1: line.
0: <laughs> Everything else, the whole movie is like okay, and then they throw that line in. No, I'm with you on that.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can say for right. that. I appreciate you bringing that up again because that's you know, True Lies. I think True Lies is pretty, it's a fantastic it's movie. It's a, it's a witty little. It's a it's an except new, for that yarn. line. you were right, and if you and, cut and, that line out, the movie's fine. Right, and if you're able to forget that that line exists. <laughs> Which, you know, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's about yeah. making you feel uncomfortable. Well, there you go. That's right. I hope everybody is uncomfortable
2: now. It's a crossover.
0: I don't know. Maybe we should take a break. I have On that a- note.
2: Yeah. Let's take a break.
0: You've been running around all day. So now I hope you'll see things my way. You can cry, no matter how loud. The messy fingers are not allowed, okay. Get dirty, better wash your hands, you better wash your hands, better wash your hands. Get dirty, better wash your hands, you better wash your hands, better wash your hands. Get dirty, better wash your hands, you better wash your hands, better wash your hands. Get dirty, better wash your hands, you better wash your hands, better wash your hands. girl,
1: i seen where you've been playing, and it ain't the cleanest place around, hear what I'm saying, so before you take one step
0: inside that door, you had better show me what the
1: soap and water's for, hey, hey, get yourself.
0: For all our listeners out there for the Ninth Story Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out the service. We're big fans of Audible here at Ninth Story. Both Craig and I listen to audiobooks pretty regularly. I listen to them at least two or three times a week. It's a great way to pass the time on your way to work, on your way home. You can plug your headphones into your smartphone or if you're lucky enough to have a vehicle with Bluetooth, you can hook it up that way. This week, I'm recommending a book called Rabbits in the Garden by Jessica McHugh. It's a coming of age story. I don't want to give too much away about it, but it's a great story. And what I'm actually doing with this is I'm using the WhisperSync option, which is Audible's Audible book tied together with the Kindle. So you can get the opportunity to listen to the audio book. And if you want to go back and check a passage, or if you want to read in the traditional style, you can sit down and read your Kindle. As long as you have them both synced up to a network through the cloud, they'll actually update each other. So where you leave off in the audiobook, you can go home, pick up your Kindle, and start reading right from that point. It'll sync up for you. Next morning, you get in your car, you start up your audiobook. It'll actually sync up to the point where you left off. So it's a great way to enjoy the book. And as I said, for listeners of the Ninth Story Podcast, you actually do get a free Audible download. To download your free audiobook today, go to audible.com forward slash story again that's audible.com forward slash story all lowercase grab your free audiobook today and enjoy
1: hey how you doing you are listening
0: to the ninth story what the fuck are the other eight I don't know but you're on
1: nine I don't like sequels <laughs>
2: Move on. <laughs> the screenplay. Your friend Chuck. Yes. And a couple of others. Yes. The writing group that I'm in. Yes. So we all took our part in
0: writing a scene for it. And then it ended up back with Chuck, and he pieced it all together and, and finalized
2: it. <laughs> Do you think at any point he was like, fuck. <laughs> Probably. This is what I got. Holy shit. I got to write it all I myself. I know they were like
0: that with my story. Because <laughs> I was a dick when I wrote my This story. is what I get? Holy shit. I wrote in a style completely different from anything that I ever normally write. Yeah. And I deliberately tried to make my character impossible to write. Because he's essentially unkillable and immortal and extremely evil. Okay. And everybody had a real problem with that. <laughs> So they're like all trying to find ways to kill my character. Uh, you know he's not evil. <laughs> well, the first thing he does is kill somebody. So you know that kind of—it's
2: tough to make a moral argument.
0: Yes. That he's no,
2: no, no. You guys—he's misunderstood. You yeah, don't get him. You don't know what happened before. Right. This scene. There's a backstory here. The fact
0: that he stabs everybody and right. then lights the village on fire and keeps getting reincarnated every time somebody tries to kill him—you don't understand what's really
2: going on here. Yeah. See, I. They, there's no problem there. <laughs> you just said that now. Has that story been kicking around in your nugget for a while? Because didn't you have the fabric of that before? I
0: showed it to you. It was one that I was going to. Hey, now. We're still talking about
2: the story, right?
0: Yes. Talking about the story that originally um, I wrote for that group. And it kind of, through my own fault, (laughs) made it very difficult for anybody to go anywhere with it. But that was the the one that I showed you as something that I thought we might be able to collaboratively write at some point.
2: Yeah, the guy, This he just kept coming back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was a great starting point. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Back to the screenplay. I keep derailing you. That's that's
0: our job here on Ninth Street. That's my job. To derail, to derail each, each other. other. Right. Well, it's, if, it's, you're, if you're going, I need to derail you. That's that's the it's a fair that's point. the game we play. That's
2: the trade-off. That's right. Right. When your other guests are here, like when Nelson's here and when Melanie was here and when Dr. Nass, I know I you were able to do nice, crisp, yes. concise we, we bits. just went straight. Yeah.
0: Well, we did have to. And Nelson and I went off on a couple of. And t- Melanie and I went off on a, an, an hour long tangent that, that did make it to the show. Wow. Okay. Because it was basically, essentially, like an entirely different show. We went off on this tangent. See,
2: maybe just- that's just a thing. Me not being there. I don't know. Just as a as a as an uneducated listener, it seems like it was all one. That's one the street. power of editing. my friends. Oh, that's what that is. That's me
0: cutting out all the the the, sh- the 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 the.
2: the, the, the... Hey, now nah, that's personal. <laughs> making fun of me how many times did you the, say the, that? That, that, that yes that. go ahead the screenplay.
0: so chuck came over yeah. to the ninth story studios and we sat down and recorded the story it was a little bit easier than editing our shows because like, <laughs> it's, it's all written i know where it's going there was a beginning it, it, a, middle, a beginning, and an beginning, middle and an end exactly well, and whenever shit. he deviated <laughs> and needed to re-record something he i said, knew exactly what i was cutting so that was fun that was our christmas gift to our group we started writing that a couple of years well, at least a year ago I think a year and a half ago wow or so. and now that we have the show I thought that would be something fun to share with the listeners as well as as a gift for the others in the group sure so it came out pretty good I was happy with it it was a, it was a good story it, and it's inspired by the Twilight Zone Marathons that go on every year yes yes Lots of marathons that go on this time of year. Tis the season. It's, it's the, the, holiday season the season the It's the
2: season for the marathon. Because nobody so.
0: wants to throw away their actual good content at that point, so they just replay stuff.
2: Did you partake in any marathons? I didn't this year. No?
0: Nothing? Normally, I do. I succumb to watching a Christmas story like three times. Sure. you
2: shoot your eye out, kid, Christmas yes, story? that sure. one. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah.
0: I usually partake in the Twilight Zone Marathon. Okay. However... This year, I actually was writing and editing and that type of thing.
2: So, no time for love, Dr. Jones.
0: Exactly. Right. No time for love, Dr. Jones. There you go. See? Yeah, that actually, was on a couple um, of times. New Year's Eve, I spent most of the day editing the episode, Nelson and in, in my interview. Okay. The screenplay we did right before Christmas. So, Chuck came over, I think, that the Sunday or Saturday before Christmas, because Christmas was what, on a Wednesday this year? It was. So, I think that Saturday was when he came over and we recorded. And I had basically Sunday, Monday, part of Tuesday to uh, recording. So, get it so out.
2: that Saturday before, that, that's when you missed your opportunity to watch uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Thank God for that. Oh. I'm so sad that I missed that. Piece of <clears throat> shit. I know. I know. I that, know you are. That, that Crystal Turd. The Crystal Turd. That's a tough subject. Yeah. Is.
0: yeah, because you've been brainwashed into liking it. No,
2: it's not. It's not that I've been brainwashed into it. It's um, I'm, I'm of several minds about it only because that I sounds think like
0: it's a serious mental condition.
2: Yeah, I think Lucas had a serious mental condition. Um, <clears throat> But the, the thing that I like about it and this becomes. I am I get my pen ready because I'm, I'm ready for this. What, right. it's, you're
0: going to tell me what's good about it. No,
2: no, 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 no. I, I, I'm ends. not going to. No. The well, credits roll. Right. It, it begins. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end.
0: There's, you so, know, I'll, I'll tell you this. There's one
2: thing I like about that movie. As a, a timekeeping device, it works. Because you know yes. that after it's over, you just wasted about two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, um, go ahead. Well, you, one, you tell me the one thing you like about it. There's one
0: thing that I like about it. Yeah. The scene in the library with Indiana Jones riding the motorcycle through the library. Okay. I don't remember what his line of dialogue is, but he says something as
2: he's doing it, mm-hmm.
0: and I liked that one scene. That's that's all, pretty much
2: it that's all you take away from it yeah
0: I didn't care for the rest of it
2: yeah which, it's, it's okay um, I mean I whenever I talk with people and I don't like the film don't get me wrong there, there's such which,
0: a this is one of your minds speaking we'll hear from the there, other there's
2: such a visceral reaction to it from a lot of people a lot of and people whose you know opinions I respect, and they're just like, "Oh my God, it was god awful, it was terrible." Okay, but I don't like the second one either. I don't. I don't like whatever the hell the name of that one is, Temple of Doom. I don't Temple like of Doom. It. Don't well, like Well, that's it. the first movie in the sequence. Right. I don't like it. I don't like that movie um, because it has short round in it. That's exactly right. No, um, I just don't. It, it, there's just something about it. the story is one that I could give a rat's ass about, and I don't. And I don't know why. Um, it is the weaker of the three movies. Well, you can't say that. You have to say four. I, I know that you would like to forget that the fourth one existed, doesn't, but, doesn't but you count. can't wipe it out. It, it's there. <laughs> it's there. We have to acknowledge it. Um, but but I'm with you, and it's kind of the. I look at it like. The same way I look at all, like the, all the Star Wars the series. Movies. I look at you know anything that's a se- a series. The Alien films. There's good and bad. And there, and yeah. Some of them are good and some of them suck. I look at the Indiana Jones movies that same way. Anything in the Batman franchise. And Pirates of the Caribbean is a franchise. I watched those movies. That was one of the marathons because it was on Christmas night. And mm-hmm. son of a bitch, I got sucked in again. And I watched the majority of all three of those movies. And Those are pretty good. The first one's well, the first one's good. The second one and the third one as movies, but the characters are kind of compelling because they introduce all the characters, and I love the Davy Jones character. Just love. Yeah. Them. But anyway, with Jones, I like. Seeing where the characters go. I like what they did with the characters. That's the only redeeming thing about the fourth one because it's indie, it's older, poignant scene in there where he meets with his boss. I don't want to say it's the dean of the college that he's at and they have that discussion and there's the picture of... Sean Connery? Sean Connery's on it. And what's uh, Denim Elliott's character? Marcus. Marcus, that's it, right. The the great line in the, oh, in the blend second blending. right,
1: right, right. right. <laughs> Hello, right. Does right. anyone
2: speak He'll English? He'll disappear. He's amazing. right. And they talk about that. Where you know, and they say, it seems to me we've reached that point in our lives where more things are taken away from us. Yeah. You know. So I like what they did with his character. This is what Indiana Jones has become. And they bring Marion back into the fold, you know, and they introduce the sun. And I like that. The storyline in of itself is insipid. It's tedious, terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end of it, it's kind of like, oh, shit, Uh, we didn't even know how we were going to resolve this. And oh, there it is. This is what the skull is. And it's really just this and it's knowledge. And that was the treasure. Uh, Okay, What? So I get concept, it from that the regard. concept is good. I mean I, I agree
0: with you there it's it's like a lot of Lucas film stuff the concept is is good. yeah it's just
2: the execution that fails absolutely that's that's right and, and and that kind of becomes that matter of Dr. John Towers talked about this on an episode of his on Red Horse radio a couple of of episodes ago the problem where he was having with with comic books these days. It's just rehash. Nobody introduces new characters or nobody...
0: Yeah, they keep resetting
2: the timeline. Right. They just keep resetting the timeline. And my buddies and I, growing up, we would make fun of Iron Maiden. It's the hypocritical nature of fans, of anything, film, music, whatever. Hey, Iron Maiden's got a new album coming out. Well, I'm not going to buy it. It's probably going to sound exactly like all the other Iron Maiden (laughs) albums that have ever come out. They never change. And then God forbid they do change. Then you're like, what the hell did they do? They went and changed. Because Metallica did that, remember? You know, why did you take your makeup (laughs) off? That's right. That was horrible. That's right. And that's just, fans are like that. I want to see the characters evolve. Yeah. No, you don't. You want them to just keep remaking the same movie. But if they keep remaking the same movie, you get pissed off at that. If they take a a right turn and do this, you get pissed off at that. If the band keeps putting out the same album, album after album, you get pissed off. If they change, you get pissed off. Anyway. (laughs) I get a little upset about that. No, I, little, understand. I get a little passionate. But I
0: do think they can do better than making Ben Affleck play Batman. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, No. Maybe he'll totally surprise everybody. Nothing would make me happier than this to be the role he was born to play. And all <laughs> of a sudden, you're like, wow, <laughs> you are now, I'm convinced, you are Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I doubt that's fucking I'm, I'm, though. I'm doubting that, too. <laughs> I um, think that's, but it would be nice.
2: Yeah. We could all be pleasantly... Maybe we will because the bar's so friggin' low.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? Because I'm expecting it to be so, oh, so awful, maybe I'll go in and I'll be like, wow, he's set a line. Yeah, That's if you awesome. if you
2: set expectations so low, <laughs> there's a chance that he may surprise us. But he has... A, he, Towers had a great point, though. Why is Batman still around? Shouldn't he be dead by now or old and pass the torch on to which, somebody else? Which, see, and I think that's where John and I have talked about. I'm going to go on his show and hopefully we'll get to elaborate about some of these things. But I, I think that's the thing. And, and I didn't really realize it until John articulated it during that show that I was a huge comic fan. Yeah. Into my late 20s. I had subscriptions to all the Batman titles. Four of them at the time. Yeah. But you get to that point where it's, okay, just saying right there, there's four Batman titles. Yeah. So every month he's operating in how many different universes <laughs> yeah. as the same guy. Right. At that point, it's The Simpsons. Yes. You know, where it's like 20 some years of nothing changing. <laughs> the clock which resets is, Which again, week. The Simpsons is one of the funniest shows in the world. The writing on that is fantastic. Yeah. But you do get to a point where it's critical mass. You're like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I want something I want these characters to evolve. Right. I can't just watch it because it's slapstick funny and it's very witty. And it is. That's why but I but think... you tune out. That's where John's exactly right. Mm-hmm. These characters don't do it for me anymore. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over. You can reboot it, you can redo this and you can redo that. But at some point there's gotta be something. Somebody's gotta be creative enough to create the new Batman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not Bruce Wayne, it's somebody else. Well, and they tried that. I was still a Batman reader when Bane was introduced and he broke Batman's back. Right. They introduced a new Batman. Readers were like, Nope, not ready for this. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, they need a new costume. And I guess you know? it's a money-making
0: business. And it is. So it's that's, a, and that's where to, it all comes back to that. That company has a ton of money. DC makes
2: a ton of money. They're millionaires. Oh, my God. They, they, they make over. just so... I mean, they sell the friggin' rights to everything to now to yeah. Hollywood. They've just made tons. That's where they need a little bit of integrity and say, no, Batman is dead. Right. When comics had a resurgency in the mid-80s and everything changed when Dark Knight Returns came out when the Watchmen came out when the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen we're dealing with heroes in an elder portion of their life the Watchmen had this was the old guy he retired right you know you had that type of stuff and you had Batman who was 60 some years old yeah and he retired he was no longer Batman that was the thing that was intriguing about things became darker that's right what is that creaking can you hear it's a rocking chair
0: Oh hey, how you doing? I didn't even there's see a, you
2: there. Yeah, there's a there's a special <laughs> guest in the studio. Victoria. That's right. In the rocking chair. She's over there rocking. Victoria, stop squeaking in that rocking chair. Let's play a game. I'm not afraid of the dark. Well. Are you? you but know. anyway, I mean that's that's thing, and, and and I know I got way off track here, but that's, you know, Boo. the um, Boo. the the Boo. stop it. The Boo. come on. The, that's one of the things that's sometimes good about stories. <laughs> Sometimes good about stories, sometimes bad about stories. You know, we want to see our characters advance, but then at the same time, we get upset when they do. And I think that's a metaphor for life. You don't want to stay young forever. You don't want your children to stay children forever. You'd like that. You want them to get older, you want them to experience things, but then every now and then you hearken back. So anyway, yeah. So any marathon for you? Any any stop squeaking in that rocking chair.
0: I tried to watch The Returned, which is a series on the Sundance channel. It's okay. uh, French made, French filmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the male actors, their hair is like really bad. Yeah, like
2: no product at all. Well, just they don't. Sh- like, they don't shower for well, like a month at a time. Um, the French. See, have we alienated France yet? If we haven't yet, we did now. <laughs> all right, that's our um, mantra here: like alienating one listeners one country at a time. That's right. France,
0: <laughs> oui, <te> <laughs> <desance. laughs> They had a marathon going and I recorded it. Yeah. Um, I just recently switched over to Verizon from Comcast. Sure. so We have all these neat channels that I didn't have before. And I set it to record. There's an HD option and a standard definition option. Okay. And the Sundance channel is all standard definition. Sure. So I set it to record. My default settings are to record HD. So I recorded the first episode cuz I manually recorded it and then I went into the series settings and recorded the rest of them. However, it didn't record because I told it to record HD. There is no HD. So
2: I went to watch it. You were like, "Wow, this uh I don't get it."
0: Yeah. Where is this. it?
2: Where's the show? The French. I don't understand this stuff. It's just a blank screen. <laughs> So, this is what passes for entertainment. So now, in now I'm France, trying to figure so.
0: out how to watch the rest of them.
2: But I guess <laughs> I, I'm saved the frustration of a lot of other viewers because it's going to be like two years before they pick up the next season. Oh, wow! So here's a question: On the social media, yeah. I I was um, I was commenting on something related to the the final episode of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment, and I was just kind of trying to caveat it to people who maybe hadn't seen it. And I said, this isn't a spoiler, but with regard to the gun in the trunk, I never saw that coming. And that was, I'm paraphrasing myself, but some Weisenheimer said, well, if you said you never saw it coming, then that in effect makes it a spoiler. Huh? Do you, so, do you, do you, do you follow that? I don't. I mean, did you? I mean, but you know what I'm, I'm, I'm a talking pretty smart about. Guy, but yeah, I, but, I, but I know you, what you're talking about. I know you, the scene. So, so you know the scene. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not spoiling it because they foreshadow that several times. You yeah. know he's gonna do something well, you, with a. You gun. see the
0: gun in the trunk. You see him buying it. You, you know? see him
2: buying it. Right. it. It appears in a prior episode. Yeah. Then there's a scene in the show where he's in the. You know he's sitting there and you know he's doing something with the gun. Right. There's pieces all around. So, yeah. I'm not it's not a spoiler You, if you watch the show at all you knew like three or four different times in episodes that something was going to happen but I didn't know that was what was going to
0: happen yeah you mean
2: like whenever he hooks it up to the <laughs> and when he, he hooks it up a, to the <laughs> and then he takes out that
0: yeah and whenever he uh, uses that the, the on it and and, er, <laughs>
2: and,
0: and right
2: I couldn't have said it better myself. You nailed it. That's exactly right. So we're exactly on the same page. Thank you. That was that was all I wanted to clear up with regard to what constitutes a spoiler.
0: Yeah. If you were going to spoil it, you just basically, and, and then you'd have spoiled it.
2: I agree. That's exactly right. If, that, if I would have told them... Now, what did you just say to me again? Just articulate that again, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well,
0: when Voltron comes down, and the Ghostbusters show up, <laughs> and they take the gun, and they use it to shoot Slimer, right? you weren't expecting that to happen? That's oh, a
2: spoiler. Shit, we didn't cut that. Right. Uh, but then, see, man, now that, that I agree, that is a spoiler. Yeah, I shouldn't have said but that. But the other... I've ruined it for everyone. Now. The other isn't. No. Right. See? Okay. Well, we're on the same page then. Yeah. We're good. We're good. All right, so let's ride off into the um, the proverbial ninth story sunset. Yeah, down the elevator. Let's go. Let's go. Hop in the elevator. The cable might break. Hey now, I'm out. You've been listening
0: to the Ninth Story podcast, a hicks and fabulous production.
1: I broke it. So, you know, that's maybe what we content, should do is I'll just
0: take this part right here and I'll just put this at the very beginning. Just <laughs> We're done. All right, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> we'll see you next time for episode
2: 11. Hey, we, we have contractual obligations. We have X amount of shows to get done. So that's right. This is welcome all Welcome to get. the show. And goodbye. And good night. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for
0: episode 11. We're on now to episode 12. And we're back for episode 13 now. <laughs> and, um, you know, what we wanted to talk about was, well, we don't have really have time today to, to cover that topic. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this was episode number 14. <laughs> have a great weekend. And we'll see you again for episode number 15. And we're back. Here it is. 15. Stick your, Stick your finger up. my
1: your finger up. Stick your finger at my. 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 Stick your finger at my.